The views and opinions expressed by various contributors to 98.5 CKWR and its radio programs are their own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of 98.5 CKWR Wired World, Inc., its broadcasters, staff, or volunteers. Listeners are urged to use their own discernment and draw their own conclusions. Good morning, my name is Rob Daniels and welcome to Visions and Sound. Now, for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions and Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 41 of 2022 and show 1,146 if you're keeping track that way. Well, this week we continue into Halloween Horror Month with the 40th anniversary of Poltergeist. Now, unfortunately, um, my co-host Eric Woods will not be joining us this evening. He just got back from a long trip and is not feeling the best. So he, uh, I send him my best and hope that he will be joining me sometime, maybe later in the month. So now Poltergeist is the 1982 horror film directed by Toby Hooper and written by Steven Spielberg, Michael Grayus, and Mark Victor from a story by, by Spielberg. Now it stars Joe Breath, Joe, Joe Beth Williams, Craig T. Nelson, and Beatrice Strait, and was produced by Spielberg and Frank Marshall. The film focuses on a suburban family whose home is invaded by malevolent ghosts that abduct their daughter. Spielberg was contractually unable to direct another film while he made E.T. the extraterrestrial. So Toby Hooper was chosen based on his work on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Funhouse. Spielberg had conceived Poltergeist as a horror sequel to his 1977 film Close Encounters of the Third Kind, titled Night Skies. However, Hooper was not interested in the sci-fi elements and suggested they collaborate on just a ghost story. Accounts differ as to the level of Spielberg's involvement. I will say he was there quite a bit. But it is clear that he was frequently on the set during filming and exerted significant creative control. For that reason, some have expressed the view that Spielberg should be considered the film's co-director or even main director. Though both Spielberg and Hooper both have disputed this. 
Now, the music was composed by Jerry Goldsmith. Now, Goldsmith is quoted as saying, Steven Spielberg came, uh, called me about five months before Poltergeist went into production and wanted to know if I'd be interested in doing it. He'd long been an admirer of mine, and uh, we had met several times. I said I'd be very interested, so he sent me a script, and I loved it. And I was very excited about being, being involved with anything with Spielberg. Anyway, with Spielberg, probably more than any other director, there is a tremendous amount of discussion. He is very articulate about music, and one can discuss for hours about approaches. Anything I did not own, anything I did not on my own volition, it was a joint effort in that we both agreed what we were trying to do with the music for the motion, for the picture. We wanted a childlike theme for the little girl. Spielberg felt that much of the action in the close in the closet should have a quasi-religious atmosphere to it. There was something definitely non-human about it, yet it was not. All, it was not evil all the way. It was uh, discussing specifics like that which resulted in our approach. Toby Hooper was not involved w- at all with post-production. That was all strictly with Stephen, and I worked very closely with him. Now, the Goldsmith score was re- first released in 1992 on LP through the MGM Records uh, Ute Vision. Uh, Rhino Rec Movie Music later released a 68-minute cut, on CD in 1997 and a two disc soundtrack album later followed in December of 2010 by his film score monthly featuring additional source material and alternative material that, uh, uh, this is the version actually that we'll be listening to today. So I had a chance to watch the film on Wednesday night and was quite impressed with the film. Um, I was a little bit taken aback by some of the non-Spielbergisms, at least in my opinion, how it all worked out. There were definitely some weird characters in the film. Very, very strange, um, acting in very strange ways. Although there is, Spielberg's fingerprints are all over this film. You can just, you can just tell uh, certain, the the way the sky looks, um, the weird kind of, of, um, approach to the actual, um, to the film itself. Like I said, if Spielberg wasn't there directing most of it, um, it would, it would really surprise me. It, it, like I said, it has his fingerprints all over it. So why don't we just get to a little bit of the music of Poltergeist as we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of the film. And I will be back in just a little bit.
And with a little bit of music from the 1982 film Poltergeist. That's music by Jerry Goldsmith. Fantastic stuff. And we'll be revisiting it in just a moment. Uh, but I want to say this. If you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound@gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I'm on the Twitter at Visions Sound, and I can also be found on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where the show will show up in the next couple of minutes, or minutes, a couple of hours from now. And uh, I can also be found on Good Pods, which is a downloadable app for your phone. And you can also uh, go find me on Apple Music as well. And if you want to visit my website and visit the store, you might want to get uh, some Visions and Sound hoodies or, you know, stuff for the upcoming fall season, you know, just to be all, all stylish and such. Now, like I said, um, re- I've seen this film as recently as a couple of days ago, and it's the first time, not the first time I've seen the film, but the first time I've watched it all the way through from beginning to complete end. You, for the most part, I would catch it midway through, or I would catch it at the beginning, get kind of bored, not watch the whole thing. That, that sort of thing. So, so for me, to watching it all the way through was very, very cool. Um, the special effects at the, uh, for, for 1982 are stellar, I have to say, because there are some definite, um, I mean, there are some moments where the stuff, uh, the, the stuff flying around the room and that sort of thing, it was really well done, extremely well done. So yeah, it for me it's the it's the kind of uh, a kind of film that again, and I will be the first to admit it, I am not a horror guy. Yet I yet my one of my favorite films of all time is John Carpenter's The Thing, which we'll get to later in the month. All right, so something I want to bring up and uh, I usually do this around this time of year, and this is Best of 2022, which I won't be doing until till January. Yes, I know. I'm already talking about January in October. Yes, I know. Thing is, is that um, I would like to hear what you think is uh, the best score of 2022 thus far. Um, I know what mine is, and it'll probably be number one on the on the list when it finally gets there. I'm not going to say it right now, but uh, there might be a certain. Amazon Prime show that has um, something to do with rings. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that might be the the top one. We'll see. It's going to be very hard to topple that. I'll just say that much. So yeah, uh, just uh, send me a a vision uh, a an email to Visions and Sound or go on my website and just leave me a message there. Let me know what your favorite scores scores can't. It doesn't necessarily have to be one. Favorite scores of uh, 2022. And like I said, just let me know what you think. And uh, just be be aware that uh, 2022 is, we're finally back on track. I'm actually going to see another movie coming up in the next couple of days. And uh, I am hoping to, well, not hoping. I am going to see the, la- the, the last, in quotes, uh, Halloween film, Halloween Ends. We'll see. We'll see if it truly does in the, in the end. I do actually want to see, cause I actually, to be honest, I am not much of a, of a Halloween fan. 
I like Halloween 3. Halloween 3 is actually a really good movie. Uh, if you give it a chance, it's one of those films that you kind of have to, you kind of have to take it for what it is. It's a separate film in the Halloween saga that has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It goes off in a completely different direction, but it's a really good film. At least I think it is. So there's that. So, like I said, um, not a horror, not a major horror fan, but like I said, again, my, my favorite film, one of my favorite films of all time is John Carpenter's the thing go figure. I've seen, I've seen it every Halloween, sometimes on the big screen since 1993, I've watched it every Halloween. So yeah, I'm hoping that, uh, that you'll be joining me in the next couple of weeks because I have some really good shows coming up. Uh, next week I have the 25th anniversary of event horizon. If you haven't seen Event Horizon, shame on you for not having seen it. It is a really good gothic horror film. Uh, gothic horror space drama, we'll say. The following week is going to be the 40th anniversary of Halloween 3. Yes, I'll be bringing that up and uh, we'll be talking a lot about that film. It's got a great score by Alan Howarth with uh, some and, and some music by John Carpenter in there as well. As well, and of course, my Halloween show is celebrating the 40th anniversary of John Carpenter's The Thing. And hopefully I'll have some special guests on that. And uh, there'll be a whole bunch of stuff to talk about with that. Um, like I said, I watch the film every, every Halloween. And whenever I get a chance to see it, I will I will take the chance to watch it. It is, I don't. I won't say it's a perfect film. But it's a really good film for me. And you know what? I'm all about the downbeat endings. So I really like the downbeat endings. So back to Poltergeist. Now, again, I was, I was approaching Poltergeist with a slightly different take on it. I had, I had not seen the film for quite some, some time. And there were things I'd forgotten about. And there were things that I was like, oh, uh, yeah, the guy ripping his face. Yeah, that was pretty gross. And there were some other things that were just, were, were for the time, the special effects are really, really, really good. Yeah. So for me, this is one of those films that I may revisit again. Um, we'll see. It's not going so far for me. It's not, it's not going to be a, a Halloween classic for me. It's not going to be a Halloween you know, something I have to watch every Halloween. It's no, it's going to be something that's going to be one of those, one of those films that uh, I may catch every once in a while. Uh, that being said, uh, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound@gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. I'm also on Good Pods. You can uh, listen to, or you can download the app to your phone or other such devices, or you can also try me on applemusic.com. Just type in Visions and Sound, and you can find me under podcasts. Well, I'm going to continue on with a little bit more music from the 1982 film Poltergeist as we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of said film. So this is um, more music from the 2010 FSM release by Jerry Goldsmith. We'll be back in just a bit. 
And with a little bit of more music from the 1982 film Poltergeist, that's music by Jerry Goldsmith. Well, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am also, uh, you can try my website, visionsinsound.ca. You can also go, I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also, like I said, on my website, visionsandsound.ca, which has some really great stuff on it. I have interviews from over the years, from like interviews and shows from 2000 right up to pretty close to the modern day. November has some very interesting shows coming up, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but uh, I will say this, is that there is a local happening here and uh, it's if you are a fan of the Murdoch Mysteries, by all means, uh, tune into the show. I believe it's going to be the first show of the month. And that's going to be, well, like I said, I'm going to be playing some music from the show. But there are going to be some other little surprises as well. So it's going to be pretty cool that way. So, yeah, um, Poltergeist, and like I said, I just watched it a, f a few days ago. For me, it's hard to put my finger on what makes this film so, so pop, so good. Uh, whether it's this, like, and I recently watched um, uh, Mad Light and Magic, which was the uh, uh, the Disney Plus uh, documentary on industrial light and magic, and whenever. <laughs> Whenever my friends, is what uh, George Lucas would say, whenever my friends are doing a film, we do the uh, uh, we do the special effects for them. So it turns out that uh, Spielberg and Hooper were doing uh, um, Poltergeist, so ILM does the the effects. And like I said, as well as Spielberg's fingerprints being all over the f the the film, ILM's fingerprints are all over the, the film as well. There are some really good special effects and that in the film for me it's it's one of those things that uh it always amazes me when i watch films from the the 80 the early 80s and and that especially like films like like uh like like uh, the thing or or poltergeist or whatever it's amazing to see the effects technology that went into the, each one of those films and you really see it i mean it to create those to create those ghostly effects to create all of the uh the practical goings on it for me it, it's just one of those things that i i kind of have to just throw up my hands and go holy crap how did they do that and there's a lot of and and when you when you see the house implode and there is a uh, a really funny segment in uh, Light and Magic where they talk about the house imploding near the end of the film. And um, they had to make the the, uh, the 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 effect of how do you how do you make a house implode? And it's like I said, if you have not seen Light and Magic, I highly recommend checking it out because it's one of those documentaries that you and it's it's a, a six six part documentary on all of on all of the, the goings on at, at ILM from like its earliest days right through to to where they are now and it's fascinating fascinating stuff that I always sit back and I go man oh man 
I'm in the wrong profession sometimes when I see that, that kind of, uh, kind of stuff going on. Yeah. For me, it's, uh, when I see the craft that goes on with the special effects and that sort of thing, it's one of those moments in history where you look at a film like Poltergeist or like the thing or you, or like, well, ET and any of those films, you look at those films and you go, this was done in camera. This was all practical. Somebody had to think about how to do that. And that's always, always, always impressive for me to sit back and watch this. And like I said, watching Poltergeist just recently, I had to sit back and I had to think about just how, how they did this sort of thing. I mean, some of it, yeah, now that, now that time has passed a little bit and you, you can kind of tell what's going on and you can, and you know, they, the blue screen here and a, you know, a, 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 a animated effect here and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's that kind of, kind of cool, I guess you could say when it comes to, when it comes to the, the special effects in Poltergeist, which is what we're celebrating here today, the 40th anniversary of of the set of said film. And when I say 40th anniversary, it's like, 40 years ago, that's just, it just blows my mind to think that that uh, those effects were done back then and how far the effects have come since then. All right. Well, I'm going to take a little bit of a break and we'll come back with some more music from Poltergeist. But uh, like I said, we're celebrating the 40th anniversary of said film. I will be back in just a little bit after this.
with a little bit of music from the 1982 film Poltergeist. That's music by Jerry Goldsmith. Now, we'll be revisiting that in just a second, but if you are interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I'm on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. I'm also on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And I can also be found on Apple Music as well. So welcome back to Visions and Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of Poltergeist, in this case. And like I said, I just recently saw the film, and I thought it was pretty impressive for the for the time. Uh, some of the subject matter was a little bit uh, a little bit off-putting, but <coughs> that's that. So yeah, uh, what I'm going to do is there's a little portion on the soundtrack, uh, the FSM soundtrack, that has some extra stuff. And you know me, I like to play the extra little bits every once in a while to kind of uh, kind of flesh things out. So you'll hear a little bit of um, on different takes on the various on the various um, cues from Poltergeist, and you'll also hear some some source cues as well. So here is kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit, some music from Poltergeist, some additional stuff. So I'll be back to wrap up the show in just a little bit.
And with a little bit of music from the 1982 film Poltergeist, that's music by Jerry Goldsmith. That's a little bit of the of the additional music that kind of uh, is on the uh, on the FSM soundtrack that kind of gives you a, peels back the curtain a little bit and gives you a little bit behind the scenes as to what Jerry was also thinking as well as uh, some other stuff as well. So yeah. I'm uh, getting very close to the end of the program, but I just wanted to say this is that uh, in, in the coming weeks, there are going to be some very interesting programs. I mentioned this before. Next week is the 25th anniversary of Event Horizon. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that because it's a score that is a little bit out of the norm, we'll say. Uh, one of those scores that you're not necessarily expecting from a film like that, but has this kind of... I don't know, has kind of this techno feel to it almost. And so the following week is actually uh, a film that I've come to really appreciate over the years. Not as much as, a, as, uh, as The Thing, but Halloween 3. Be celebrating the 40th anniversary of that film with its score by John Carpenter, who did not direct, and, uh, and Alan Howarth, who also worked with him on the score. Some fantastic music from that as well. And if you're, and you know, for as electronic scores go, I think that's a pretty cool score as well. Then, of course, on my Halloween show, it'll be the 40th anniversary of John Carpenter's The Thing. For me, that's one of the films that uh, I will stand behind year after year. And like I said, I have seen the seen the film numerous times. Um, but every Halloween I watch it and have since about 1993 when I first bought the VHS copy and just actually, you know what? I had it on VHS beforehand, uh, was the television version. So I, I, a a little bit before that. So I actually watched it on TV. Now, if you haven't watched the television version, it's a very different it actually has narration on it, which is really strange. But you know that's neither neither here nor there when it comes to to the to the film. So yeah, the the next couple of weeks, um, Halloween, our, uh, October is kind of one of my favorite months when it comes to um, to this. I just sort of get into the to the Halloween spirit, and for me, it's it's one of those film or one of those those times of year. I can't believe it's October already, but we also have to think about the end of the year, which I'll be thinking about in the coming weeks. So, yeah, and I mentioned this as well. Uh, if you want to talk about your favorite score or your, your your choice for one of the best of 2022, you can definitely uh, put a uh, uh, an email to visionsinsound at gmail.com. Or you can go on my website, visionsandsound.ca, and just leave a message there. By the way, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. Or, yeah, gmail.com. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. I can also be found online at, at uh, www.facebook.com. I, I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also find me on my website, of course, visionsandsound.ca. And I'm also able to be found on Good Pods and other type podcatchers as well, including Apple Music. Well, that's all for me this week. Uh, thanks for hanging in, those that did. As we continue into 2022, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. 
Never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there who care about you and are willing to chat. If not some, if not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience just how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far without a huge team of people and support behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of an emergency, please call 911 for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts. Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868, 1-844-HERE247 and here247.ca. All offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be in crisis or suffering from mental health issues. Join me next week as we continue into Halloween Horror Month with a celebration of the 25th anniversary of Event Horizon. So I'll end off this week's show with some more music from the film Poltergeist, uh, Carol Ann's theme. Not surprising here, but this is an original edit with an alternative vocal. So we will be back next week with more Visions in Sound.